Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello everyone. Here's another Monday, starting out a new week. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, Today is my birthday, January 17th, so happy birthday to me. You know, I just turned 57. It sure feels like I'm 67 with this neuropathy. And I know many of you can relate to what I'm talking about here. But um, today is a good subject. We're going to be talking about what does diabetic nerve pain feel like and some of the 11 common symptoms. So we're going to try to tackle two things all at once. So I better get started because we only have about 20 minutes. Diabetes is a complex chronic condition that comes with a host of symptoms if not properly managed. One of the most complicated and challenging symptoms to treat is diabetic peripheral neuropathy, also referred to as peripheral neuropathy or diabetic foot pain. This complicated condition requires thoughtful diagnosis and comprehensive treatment. So what is uh, peripheral neuropathy and what does diabetic nerve pain feel like? So here's some of those topics we're going to talk about. What is nerve pain or diabetic neuropathy? Neuropathy is an overarching term that means nerve pain. There are four types, peripheral, autonomic, uh, radioplexus, and mononeuropathy. Neuropathy refers to nerve pain that is experienced on a peripheral part of your body, like your hands and your feet. So there are many conditions that can result in nerve pain and in the farthest reaches of the body, including vitamin deficiencies, alcoholism, autoimmune diseases, and certain medications. The most common cause of peripheral neuropathy, though, is poorly controlled diabetes, which I know I've talked about this before, but that was actually the issue that I had because I didn't know I was diabetic at the time. That was probably about 11, 12 years ago. But the hallmark of diabetes is nearly constant fluctuation of the blood sugar with spiky highs and lows. This consistent fluctuation damages the capillary walls, the small blood vessels responsible for delivering blood to the nerves. So what does diabetic nerve pain feel like? I know many of us have different, um, I guess, words to describe what our nerve pain feels like. But here's some right here. So what does diabetic nerve pain feel like? 
There are many symptoms, including early onset symptoms that may be mild and challenging to diagnose. Diabetic neuropathy symptoms usually begin in the toes and work their way towards the head. The first symptom you may experience are tingling and numbness in the toes or fingers. This may resemble the feeling of pins and needles when a foot that has fallen asleep begins to wake up. You may also experience cramping in the feet, poor reflexes, and poor balance or coordination. Some people ex experience hypersensitivity and feel painful sensations with the slightest touch, even a bed sheet grazing your toes at night. In one of the few visual symptoms of diabetic neuropathy, a person may develop what is called a hammer toe. This foot deformity causes the toes to begin to curl under and develop as a result of unconscious modification of the galt due to pain or other symptoms. As the condition progresses, symptoms become more pronounced and more challenging to treat. So here we go with the 11 common diabetic neuropathy symptoms. Number one, increased numbness. This feeling can worsen to the point where a patient is unable to feel their feet as they walk. This becomes especially dangerous when feet lose all feeling. The patient is unable to tell if their feet have been injured or if the bath water that they're in step into is too hot. Serious scalds, burns, and cuts can result from this numbness. Number two, burning in the feet. Diabetic foot pain is often accompanied by tingling and burning in the feet. Ranging in intensity from barely perceptible to full-blown unbearable, this is the nurse way of communicating distress even further. Number three, sharp uh, shooting pain. This is the type of pain that can leave a person breathless. Almost like an electric shock, this pain can occur without any particular stimulus or prompting. And that's what happens to me. I can, I, you know, I get all these symptoms, but the one that I hate the worst is the electrical shock because you never know when it's going to be coming. And it just bolts you, you know, your legs shake so hard. That's the one I hate. Number four is increased pain at night. Whether it's because you are no longer distracted by the concerns of the day or hypersensitivity and pain caused even by sheet touching your feet, diabetic nerve pain is often much worse at night, making sleep impossible. Because poor sleep and increased pain are, bio, are bi-directional, one makes the other more intense in a cycle that is hard to break. Oh my yes. Last night, I could not sleep. My restless stage syndrome, which is pretty much, I think, what they're talking about here, was unbearable. I had to take two of the um, medication I take for restless leg syndrome, and it, it takes about a half an hour to an hour to kick in, but man, was I hurting. And it just seemed like there was nothing I could do about it. Next is number five, slow healing wounds. Inadequate blood supply is important for good circulation that helps heal wounds. For patients with peripheral neuropathy, even the slightest wound may be slow to heal or may not fully heal at all. This is one reason why I always say 
to you guys is always make sure that you check your feet, the bottom of them, and making sure that you don't have a cut or anything that's not healing properly because you need to get right on that immediately. That can be a real big concern. Um, I had on my finger one time, I had a cut, and it didn't matter how much Neosporin I used, it kept, it wouldn't heal. It took about close to a month for it to heal, but those are the things that you really need to be careful and watch out for. Number six, muscle weakness. As peripheral neuropathy progresses, muscle weakness may develop. The peripheral nervous symptom, symptom is not just responsible for uh, sensory information. Signals for movement and coordination are also delivered via these nerves. Nerves that are damaged rely on inadequate or incomplete information to the muscles and may result in poor uh, coordination and weakness. Number seven, gastrointestinal issues. Most people don't think about the gastrointestinal system when concerning peripheral neuropathy, located as it is in the center of the body. However, as peripheral neuropathy uh, continues to progress, this symptom can also be affected. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation can all occur. All right, number eight, sexual dysfunction. Men with peripheral neuropathy may experience erectile dysfunction related to decreased blood flow and poor nerve uh, signaling. Women may in experience increased vaginal uh, dryness and a lack of desire. Number nine, urinary tract infections. Men and women both may experience urinary tract infections. The body may be overwhelmed with infections elsewhere in the body and other gastrointestinal issues can lead to issues in the urinary tract as well. Number 10, posternal hypotension. Tension. Also known as hypotension, this condition occurs when a person's blood pressure drops dramatically, even when sitting, causing them to faint. This can be potentially serious if it occurs while driving or even when simply standing up. Number 11, amputation. Diabetes is responsible for approximately 70,000 amputations of the lower limbs annually in the U.S. Wow. When feeling leaves the lower extremities and wounds or sores go undetected, they can cause or they can become infected and even gangrious. In these conditions and cases, amputation must be performed to prevent further damage or even death. And this is why I tell you guys to make sure you always check your feet because that's the one area, you know, you don't have the, you have the least amount of feeling in them. So, yeah. Always keep keep your eye on that. Uh, can diabetic neuropathy go away? This is the one. I, I'll give you my, my answer to that. Without treatment, diabetic neuropathy will not resolve itself and can, in extreme cases, lead to death from infection. It is crucial to get a proper diagnosis first and then proceed with treatment. In the beginning stages of diagnosis, your doctor will conduct blood work and lab tests to rule out other potential causes of your symptoms. Once your doctor eliminates other conditions, they may perform additional tests, including nerve conduction uh, studies, 
electromyography EMGs, uh, filament tests, and was that? sensory testing. So I think we all know what the uh, nerve conduction and the EMG is. I've taken my, I think so far, about three or four of those tests, and they don't feel any better the next time around. But um, those are the kind of tests your doctor would would um, give you. So how do you treat diabetic peripheral neuropathy? Number one is you need to manage your diabetes. That's the most important. Since diabetic nerve pain is caused by poorly managed diabetes that causes damage to the blood vessels, the first thing to do is to get your blood sugar under control. Number two, keep an eye on your feet. Early warning signs occur most often in the feet. Check your feet daily for blisters, cracks, ingrown toenails, or wounds that are slow healing or getting worse. The American Diabetes Association recommends an annual foot exam, but daily foot checks are crucial for early detection and treatment. If you are unable to bend down to see the soles of your feet, use a mirror or ask a family member to help. I haven't checked mine in a long time, so I, I'm guilty of not doing that. And in fact, after I'm done here, I'm going to do that. Number three, practice uh, proper foot care. In addition to daily checks, taking care of your feet can help improve health. Daily foot massage improves circulation and feels relaxing at the end of a long day. Keep feet clean, dry, and moisturized to maintain health, skin, good skin health. Number four, stop smoking and limit or avoid consumption of alcohol. Health begins with what you put in your body. Tobacco products in any form inhibit the body's healing response and narrow already challenged blood vessels. Alcohol has a similar effect on the immune system, dampening the body's response to infection. Some people are able to consume a daily glass of red wine or two, but talk to your doctor. In acute stages of infection, avoid alcohol. Number five, get active. The prime risk uh, factor for both type 1 and type 2 diabetes is a, sorry, obesity. Extra weight places huge burden on your joints and feet, which can make self-care challenging. To combat this, exercise maintains a healthy weight slows nerve damage, and naturally manages blood sugar, all of which can help alleviate symptoms of peripheral neuropathy, which I'm not sure if that's true or not, because it does, I, well, I can't even exercise, so let's, let's talk about that first. And one other thing you want to do is investigate medication. There are some medications that can assist in pain relief, anticonvulsant drugs, and antidepressants, although not well understood and how they work on this condition, do seem to have re relieved diabetic foot pain by changing the way the brain senses pain. Number seven, there's the use of the uh, topical creams and supplements, which pretty much answers your question there. Another suggestion might be to try physical therapy. Another one would be manage other conditions. If you're experiencing gastrointestinal side effects, including nausea, constipation, and diarrhea. Managing these is important. Focus on supportive diet can help. Similarly, it is important to treat urinary tract infections promptly. And 
Number 10 is going to be research advanced care. And what they're talking about there is other pain relieving injections and therapies can help with more advanced cases such as PINS unit therapy or nerve blocks. This complex condition also remains the focus of each research and study. And that's what I'm having those injections done. Uh, I'll have another one set for March. And I'll give you a reply on what that, if that one worked. Um, I think they just temporarily worked because remember, uh, last year I had those set of shots done to my back and it worked for a while, but I don't think nothing's ever going to be permanent fix. All right, well, we've come to a close of this uh, episode here. I'm glad you're all uh, joining me for these podcast episodes. We've got plenty more coming this year. So uh, I hope you join me for all of them. And also, don't forget, and I want to make sure I mention this, to always listen to my disclaimer that I have at the very beginning because it lets you know that I'm not a doctor. I'm just giving you information that if I looked it up, you would find it also the same way. And I'm just trying to get that information out to all of us. In some way, somehow, maybe it'll help you along the way. So this week, go ahead and get out there and enjoy your time. Read a book. And I will talk to you next week. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.